Alrighty, everyone. Welcome again to the Killer Kaiju podcast. Today is a extremely special day for both me and Josh. Today, Hi. sorry, we are watching Godzilla versus Megalon. <laughs> so, <laughs> either people sorry. are super stoked for this, or they're super dreading it. <laughs> Because for better or for worse, if you grew up and watched this movie, it is in your top list. If you didn't, you might have a different opinion on it. I don't know, man. <laughs> I've never seen it. So this is, we're, right out of the gate, I just got to say, this is my most nostalgic movie for me in the Godzilla Showa series, I should point out. Just the Showa series. Because this is one of the first Godzilla movies I ever owned on VHS. And I watched the shit out of this movie. The shit out of it. And I'm ready to watch the shit out of it again right now. So as always, I'm Lucas. I've been watching kaiju films my whole life. And today with me, as always, I have Josh. I'm Josh. I have not. And he hasn't seen... Well, I mean, now he's almost seen the entire show film series. Because yeah, we only have now. three films left. <laughs> How exciting is that? The third last film is what we're on right now. Time flies. It's sad, but it's also exciting because... We'll be able to nerd out about all these films now, and we get to go on to the next best Godzilla series, the Heisei series. We got to make an entire episode where we can grade them, and I can pick my favorite. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that leads up. We're going to definitely talk about that later on in the podcast today. We are definitely going to be doing a full ranking of all the Showa films at the end. Um, it will probably be a separate podcast. It won't be during the films. That way we can focus more on the films when they're happening but we will be having an episode at the end of each series ranking. And then once we watch all of the series, we'll rank every single Godzilla film ever. Worst to best, mm. in our opinion. Obviously, opinions are going to differ, people. Just like our opinions are going to differ on this movie. I'm sure I'm going to butt heads with a lot of people on this. <laughs> so without well, further yeah, ado, we're going to jump right into this film. And me and Josh are going to have a hell of a time. And we hope you do as well, folks. If this is your first time watching the podcast, should be a little silly to come in for this one, but um, it is a commentary slash podcast, so you can listen to our facts and opinions on the film on your drive to work or just hanging out doing nothing at home. Or if you have the movie, you can definitely, and you are encouraged to watch along with us and use our commentary as your watch along. And we'll have timestamps provided on the YouTube video and a, uh, I was going to say visual, it's not visual this way, um, or an audio countdown so you can play along and watch with us, Okay. So without further ado, we will do our countdown and get right on started. So there are two versions of this film. Uh, there's the original Japanese release, um, and then there's the American release. And there is quite a bit cut out because there is some questionable scenes in this movie that were cut out for the American release because they didn't think it would do right. There is some nudity that was cut out in Yay. the American film um, and uh, also a child abduction scene, which was cut out in the American one. Jesus. We are watching the original Japanese film, so it has all of it in all of its glory. Um, <laughs> that being said, if it doesn't quite line up, you might have to adjust your timestamps a little bit, but it's only a minute off, so you'll still enjoy it, and you'll get the gist of it if you have the American cut of this film. Alrighty, folks, let's dive in. So on the count of three, two, one, let's begin. Anus. Whoops, I don't have the this. hell was that? <laughs> <Ba -dung>! <laughs> <laughs> Wrong button. Alrighty, guys. So here we go. Godzilla versus Megalon. So we have a little bit of a long opening here. So this is a perfect example to kind of give us the tone we're going for for this movie. So after the last film we watched, 
which was Josh, do you remember what film it was? Not anymore. It's all a blur. <laughs> all I was thinking of like Friday. All the blends 13th? together. We just watched um, Friday movies. So it's a little <laughs> so the last film we watched was Godzilla versus Geigen. Um, yes, it was yes. and it was a big movie that was a good one. I liked that. It had Ghidorah, which is Josh's favorite kaiju so far. And it also was the last time we saw Hiro Nakajima play Godzilla. So it was a really big deal in that part. And Ken Pachiro Satsuma, who is going to be our future Godzilla in the Heisei era, played Gigan, which is pretty cool, too. He came back to play Gigan as well. So the last film had a old kind of story before they made it into what Godzilla versus Gigan became, where it involved like a crazy brain coming from outer space and becoming a temple monster and all this other stuff. And it had Megalon, this crazy creature design in it as well. And after all that, it was all scrapped to the cutting board and Megalon was replaced with King Ghidorah so it could bring in more of an audience. And that's kind of where that was coming at. So since they already had Megalon's design and kind of the idea of what he would be, they're like, hey, we'll just throw him in the next film we do, right? They always, if they never get rid of their monsters, if they come up with an idea, they'll just put it on the backboard and get to it when they get to it type deal. So that leads up to this next film, Godzilla versus Megalon. So with this film, surprisingly enough, this is the lowest budgeted Godzilla film, to my knowledge, in in the entirety of Godzilla. It had the lowest Mm. budget. And because of that, it's a little cheesy. But the reasoning is basically because at this point, film was just not doing well um, in Japan. TV was where it was at. There was a depression that hit right at this time in Japan. So no one had uh, money to go out and see movies. So TV was where it was at because it was, you know, free once you had it and you could see all this content and like TV was where it was at. Let's just say it that way. So not only did it have the lowest budget, it had the lowest attendance. It was a, it was a rough, rough time for Godzilla. Um, That being said, Toho tried to bring in new fans and bring in some attention by saying, well, we'll hold a contest. Classic Toho. We'll hold a contest. And whoever designs the best character, the best kaiju, will be featured in our next big budget film. So it was actually a kid who designed this character called Red Alone is what it translated to. And you can look up the pictures of him. If you just type in Red Alone on Google, it'll come up. Super badass looking design this guy made. It's really cool looking. He kind of has like this chess dragon-like appearance. And he looks dope. Really cool character design. It was heavily altered for this movie and what became what was red alone became jet jaguar who is in this movie um and he was heavily altered to look more like ultraman because ultraman was popular the tv series and they knew like that would maybe drive kids out so i mean the poor kid had this cool design and then totally had it re-changed on him they kept the color scheme and some of the design similarities but they pretty much just wanted to make an ultraman ripoff but it paid off so we'll get back to more into the history of the film. Let's talk about what's happening right now. So yeah, here we're introduced is, to our we're introduced to our three main protagonists in this movie. So we've got uh, these guys are friends. I don't really they don't really ever tell you how the kids related to them. I assume it's like their cousin or their nephew or something, or it could be their son and their partners. You never know, but they never really dive into the explanation. Um, and I want you to know how funny this is. There is absolutely zero female characters in this movie there's some like side there's some side like uh like uh extras but most of the all the protagonists in this were male which was weird because most of the attendance in movies was children and females 
So it, that's why they usually tried to keep a, a female character involved in like the main plot always. But why they Not do that? This one. Why why did they leave them out? Um, you know, was there just like no I feel like it was strictly yeah, needed? I think it was just strictly budgetary and they didn't want to hire anybody else and they had who they had. Like we'll get more into as more characters get exposed, they reuse a lot of characters in this film through other characters who do other things in this movie. It's really you don't notice it at all though. You wouldn't have known unless I told you. Do you recognize our kid here? On his little like raft invention thing he's got going on. I don't know, but I want I want to ride it. That is so Ken weird. from Godzilla versus Hedera. Is it? It's the same kid. Yep, he's just a little older now. Um, the actor's name is probably better at acting as well. More experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hiroyuki Kawase is I probably butchered his name there, but he's the kid there, and he played Ken in Godzilla versus Hedera. So he's aged a little bit and grown up. And I think it's cool that he's coming back to do another film. He's definitely less annoying in this movie than he was in the other ones. I just want to ride that weird thing that he's riding. <laughs> so there, a lot of the special effects in this are stock footage from old movies. However, this is a really cool um, special effect that we're uh, say practical effect. But uh, one of the only ones that's new to this film, and it's actually a really cool set. It looks really good. So he's obviously on this raft, and it's like these three fish, and it's kind of like a, one of those like paddle boards, but it automatically paddles for him. And the reason he has that, and we'll get into it more, um, one of the guys here is actually an inventor. He invents, like, cool things and technology, and so he made this for him, and they were testing it. That's why they're out there. But the whirlpool starts and starts sucking all the water in, like, a giant earthquake. It's a really cool uh, shot, and I think they did a really good job doing the set work for it. I like their few fake foam rocks falling in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you can see, like, the foam spots where it's, like, the rocks broken off from rolling them. Exactly. But you know what? Like I said, this is like the lowest budget. And it's funny because it, though it was the lowest budgeted Godzilla film, it looks better than most of the early ones. <laughs> you know what? I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree with like the miniatures, the work that they're doing in the special effects with the rocks. Like that's still foam that someone had to spray and throw down a hill. And don't forget, we're watching this digitally enhanced. You know what I mean? Like we got like a quarter of the pixels we're getting right now on the old version. So you wouldn't have noticed any of that. It just looks like a blurry no. rock. Oh, and then their invention gets sucked down underneath the water. I love how this movie starts off right with the action, too. None of this, like, I love how when Godzilla films do that, they get a nice pace going. This film is far from boring, people. Like, that's the thing. It may be low budget. It may be silly, but it is far from boring. This is one of those Godzilla movies you have to, and I should have told this to everyone at the beginning, just turn your brain off and enjoy it. It's really hard to do that with some movies, but this, trust me, it's a ride of your life if you just turn off all the nitpicky things with the film. Like, obviously we're going to point them out because this is what we do in a commentary podcast, but um, it's best to just kind of go with the flow of these things and just accept it for what it is. And it's a silly over the top film. And that's exactly what it is. Even these shots right here are really good. Obviously see now they've drained it. It was one massive pool they've had like all of this. This is probably where all their budget went was this scene. And there's a scene halfway through, which I'll point out. And that's probably where all the budget went. For sure. <laughs> so to go back now that we've had the big entrance happen, um, we'll go back to what we're talking about, Red Alone. So the kid who did the contest designed Red Alone, pitched it to Toho. They loved it. So they changed his design and called him Jet Jaguar and made him more Ultraman. However, Toho had such little faith in that idea and for him to be the main protagonist because it was going to be Jet Jaguar versus Megalon. And that was going to be the movie. But when they started, you know, talking about the film and writing up the script, they, they just didn't have enough faith in the character to be a one-off kaiju film. So they're like, what do we do? Well, let's just throw in Godzilla and Gigan. 
<laughs> so we get four kaijus technically in this movie. Then we get Godzilla and Jet Jaguar, and then we get Gigan and our new kaiju Megalon. And Ke- yes, before we all mention it, <laughs> Ken Pachiro Setsuma is playing Gigan again. So now we get them driving home, and they hear on the radio about the seismological, like the 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 underground nuclear tests and basically that are going on which is really cool because it's actually kind of an homage i wouldn't say homage because it's not a good homage to do it um but basically the the whole idea of it was uh basically based off at the time there was nuclear tests going on in um alaska or not alaska is it alaska <laughs> i want to make sure because i want to say they're blowing up shit in alaska unless it's actually true i forget the place but the u.s was conducting underground nuclear experiments basically like blowing up. It was in off a chain of Alaska in 1971. Um, so the whole idea of the underground earthquake being triggered by nuclear um, experimentation was definitely derived from a real life event, which is what causes the whole problem to start in this movie. Like traditional Godzilla movies do. They like to pick a natural disaster or an actual thing happening and then relate it in a fantasy way to like show the effects of what it does to our world. Love it. Also, this person's house is awesome. It's officially the, it's graffitied up with all these cool cartoon drawings and everything. So these guys are obviously inventors. They one of them's I, it's like the best lineup we've seen so far. Usually we get scientists and stuff like that we were talking about, but in, like in the last movie we had the comic book director. So in this one we get a crazy smart kid, pretty much the the apprentice to these guys here, and then we get a smart inventor, and then the one guy is uh, a professional race car driver which is why he has the nice car. <laughs> That's a random mix. Right? Clearly and they're like, they probably shit. were like, whoa, see? Off to a start here. So they go to open the door. The door was already open, already a red flag. And as soon as they come in, they get confronted by these two guys and they just get their asses beat. Not from a lack of trying, though. I like how they get just knocked out, though, and they dip. But they're not first, so they're last. Well, and we're already getting kicked up. So we've seen villains. We've seen heroes. We had a fight scene. We had an earthquake happen. God, this movie is great. <laughs> You're just so into it already. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, I literally own this on VHS. This was the first Godzilla movie I physically owned that I could watch at home. I didn't have to go to a friend's house to watch it or wait for it on TV. I could just watch the shit out of it. And did I watch the shit out of this movie? <laughs> How many times do you think you've watched this? Oh, man, I know for a fact when we went to the local video store and I found my first Godzilla movie on VHS, I know for a fact, at least the first year of owning it, I watched it at least twice a day. So 365, let's just say 300 times. So I usually probably watch this movie 600 times in a year. Like I was obsessed. Like this movie was my life growing up. So obviously my opinions are very biased. However, I'm not going to ignore the faults in this movie. I'm still going to point them out, but I'm also going to glorify what's really great about this film because I know there's a lot of people who love it and there's also a lot of people who hate it. Like, honestly, most of the Godzilla films, I feel like the Showa series that is like the most divisive uh, series in the Godzilla lore. Like, the Heisei is pretty equally loved or disliked, but I feel like as a film total, you either love the Heisei films or you hate them. However, with the Showa films, these ones, there are certain films you'll love and certain films you'll hate. Like, no one just usually loves the entirety of a whole. There's always some they dislike and some they like. While, yeah. like, the Heisei and Millennium movies, you love them all or you hate them all, usually. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So a lot of the, I think the reason they chose the inventor and the race car driver as the two protagonists is the fact that they could do a lot of their shots in cars, which honestly, surprisingly is cheaper than building sets because you're on location, you're in a car, so you can do shaky camera angles and like you can do quick cuts like that one there. So they obviously probably saved a lot of, oh, excuse me, a lot of budget doing this. So <laughs> there's a lot. See, there's a quick couple quick cuts there where they don't quite line up. So there's definitely yeah. some issues with the film, but the idea is there. And I always found that one weird. Like if he did the you know the quick 180 and then drove off anyway, why they do it in two cuts? Did they not like with, the way he drove away the first time? <laughs> what's with this suit in the middle? Looks like a weird Power Ranger. So man. that is the suit to Jet Jaguar, who's going to be our fourth kaiju eventually. Okay. So our okay. inventor has pretty much designed him. He's a robot, as we'll get into here. And um, essentially, this robot's going to be used uh, in the future of the film to kind of solve our protagonist problems. But right now, the race car driver is speeding after the guys that were pretty much ransacking their house. Yeah. They, they tore the place apart, but they didn't steal anything, as we found out. But he's like, check anyways. But this guy's after him, man. He's running them down. So I like that we get car chases. We don't ever really get a car chase in these movies. This is like our first car chase. We get something that's really cool. Behind it. Oh, the music in this is phenomenal. It's either reused stock, stock, um, stock music, or there is a phenomenal score written for Jet Jaguar. There's literally a whole song written for him which we'll definitely get into. It's one of my favorite songs. I listen to it on the daily people. It's up. It's I'd say it's better than Mothra, but not better than the title Godzilla track, but it's pretty close. So I like how they throw a, a grenade to distract him and catch the road on fire. Lots of fire in this film. <laughs> I think Jun Fukuda after the last one, he's like, yeah, I just want lots of fire now in all the movies, lots of explosions, lots of fire. <laughs> And it only gets People worse. Like fire. So, because like there's a lot of fire in the last one at the refinery blow up scene we watched in Godzilla versus Gigan. There's tons of fire in this one. And there is the most fire and the most explosions in the next film. And that would be the last uh, film Jun Fukuda does. So you can tell he just was like, more explosions, more fire. And the next one, he's like, even more, <laughs> more. And then he stopped directing. And they're like, okay, guys, I think we need to chill with the explosions. I don't think we can ever top Jun Fukuda. So let's just make a solid sci-fi movie for our last film <laughs> also these guys are dicks they're just smoking in the room with the kid yeah oh, it's the time i know <laughs> but still, they don't know dicks. you think for a, an incredible smart inventor <laughs> they would have realized right right so i don't know if you saw there though that's a little homage if you look in the background of the laboratory it said the honda room and that was a nice little homage to ashiro honda the original director of the godzilla mm. films it's just a nice little Easter egg in the background. Some people may not notice who have watched this film before. So now we get the inventor really getting to work. And now we see Jet Jaguar in his complete form finished. He what do you think of that grin? Like, he looks like Mick Thomas from Slipknot. You know, it's funny. You know who the, the most he is ever compared to? Everyone says Mick he Thompson. looks like the Sam Raimi Green Goblin. Yeah, I could see that in the <laughs> Mick Thompson mask. Is it Thompson or Thompson? Thompson? It's Mick Thompson, yeah. yeah um, okay, cool. So the design was actually, like I said, it's if you do watch Ultraman, it's a lot like Ultraman, except for the creator took more of like a, there's a traditional Japanese um, mask type they use for in a lot of theater. And yeah. uh, you might recognize it from that era. And that's what they wanted to throw that kind of appearance on them. So that's how he kind of ended up getting that look. Um, the original Red Alone design was a lot like his body, 
but he had big arms and he had dragon wings and then his head had a horn and big bug eyes, but he still had the blue rims around the neck and he still had the chest plate with the red arrow. So that all still looks similar, but they pretty much just took his wings off and the horn and made him more like an Ultraman ripoff, which I mean hmm. is totally fine. Ultraman's awesome. All Ultraman really is, for those who haven't seen Ultraman, he's uh, he's like a giant Power Ranger, essentially, a giant morph suit, and he's got a helmet, and he's like a super karate fighter, and it's awesome because he has more flexibility because he's not limited to a suit, so you get lots of like judo throws and stuff, and his fight scenes are more intense in the Ultraman series. So I think that's what they were trying to go for for Jet Jaguar here without getting too close. Um, I love him, and this is the only time Jet Jaguar is ever used in the Godzilla movies. He's definitely in the games and he's been featured in a lot of uh, anime and comics, but. Well, for the most part, every time I see one of the villains, I think they're really lame and then they end up growing on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't the big, biggest fan of Ghidorah. I was like, eh, and now I'm just like, I feel like that's my favorite character. Like each one slightly has little things I enjoy about them. Like Gigan, I was like, that sounds lame as shit, dude. And then by the end, I'm like, yo, they got exactly like lizard belly saw thing. Like. There's so many cool little things about him. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, so you notice there, as soon as they turn Jet Jaguar on, their enemies get a call to their, ra- their radio being like, they did it. They activated him. So that's what they were doing. So now we know they're after Jet Jaguar. And now we see their little microtransmitter they put under their desk. Clearly, they didn't look that closely when they surveyed the place. It's just they a little trying. mics in there. So here, this is one of the scenes that's cut from the English version. This is the child abduction scene. Oof. So for those who don't have this cut, basically all that happens is the guys are driving up on this kid. They pull up, open the door, and he runs into the door. Then they just grab him and shove him into the backseat. Okay, if this kid ran into the door on a pocket bike, he would have knocked himself like off the bike. I feel like he hit the brakes. Like He wasn't like going super fast. He saw what was going to happen, and then he like slowed down. You can tell he slows down before he hits the door. I can't stop seeing Green Goblin and Mick Thompson. <laughs> if you notice on the back wall Together, there too, you perfect. see the the outline of Jet Jaguar and all the lights showing his different sensory parts. Yeah. What's the light on the crotch for? <laughs> Boner does he got a, I don't know. Does he got a special part down there too? Probably. Uh, I mean, if they I was going to build a robot. <laughs> I guess. Give him a it, dick too. If Make the kid walks whole. up and looks into the camera lens and he looks unimpressed to be there. I think I would have been more cautious. Especially him with his little short shorts. Yeah. I like how Jet Jaguar goes to greet them and he just bends over to bow and he takes out the one guy. (laughs) Because he's not really programmed to do anything right. They just turned him on. So he's not like programmed to defend or anything yet. So here we get our two antagonists here. So they've knocked them out with their gas guns, their sleep guns. And here we're introduced to the main villains of this movie. So they contact Seatopia. So Seatopia, in my mind, when I watched this, especially as a kid, it was Atlantis to me. That's what makes sense. It was a civilization underground, under the water, you know, that fell long ago and they've bred underground and lived underground and become their own civilization. That's how I have always seen it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the idea they were going for without it being too like, you know, this is Atlantis. (laughs) (laughs) So... Ideally, the underground explosions and the nuclear tests have pissed them off and they're like, no more. And now they want to attack the surface world. See, our only female characters. By doing dances. Yeah. And they're wearing shower curtains with cone head type hoods. And I just want to say, if they were white, we'd have a lot more of an issue. (laughs) The choice in hat wear in these movies is very interesting to me. 
So our actor here, our main bad guy, who we obviously know because he's doing all of the he's got the crown and the toga on our very hairy man here. <laughs> me. <laughs> Literally, this is me and Josh. If we were in a Godzilla film, yeah, play him in a heartbeat. So the actor's name is Robert Dunham, and he was in another Toho movie. He was in uh, Dogra which is another really cool kaiju movie we'll get to after we finish these. We're definitely going to watch it. I brought it up in a different episode. Yeah, I believe episode. so, yeah. The giant space squid thing. Yes, it's a, yes. And it's like a jewelry store robbery. It's all right. It's not the best film, but it has really cool special effects. So he oh. was in that. He looks a lot different here because he's got, you know, facial hair and body hair exposed. So he looks a little different. But as you can tell here in speech, he is tired of the surface dweller shit and he wants them gone. Send all the angry dolphins. So as you can see, because Josh kind of knows what Megalon looks like because we played the Godzilla games. Megalon's head is on the his forehead. Headpiece. Yeah. 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 I was <laughs> they all do there. Too. <laughs> as, I love it. It's super cheese. Uh, watching the original, I never realized that because the quality was so bad, right? You couldn't really make out what it was. But now I'm like, oh, yeah. It would make a really cool face mask. <laughs> I like how you he know, just like stands the, at the, the mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. Megalon. Megalon. Awaken Megalon. <laughs> Fucking love this movie. <laughs> so why I was bringing up uh, Robert Dunham is really cool. There's obviously a lot of car chases that are going to happen in this uh, movie. And there's a, a car chase scene later in the film where there's a really cool motorcycle stunt. And all the motorcycle stunts and some of the driving stunts were actually done by Robert Dunham because he was a stunt man. He would do stunts and he would do acting. He never took any of his movies seriously. So he's just always like, yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do that. So he actually does multiple things man. in this movie. Yeah, good for him. Super yeah, cool I'd, guy. I'd be too much of a pussy. I'm like, I'm not hurting myself. Jeez. <laughs> this guy's true, true saying. I wish, honestly, we could have met him. Uh, unfortunately, Robert Dunham passed um, in August 6, 2001. Um, and he was also in the original Mothra, hmm. which we did watch. Um, I forget. Let me look at who he plays in Mothra because I can't. Wait a second, guys. I'm missing so much. He was in. Oh, never mind. He voiced him in the English dub. He did the English dubbing for Son of Godzilla for oh, the God. for our Eye Patch Man's character. <laughs> so he's done a lot of English dubbing because I'm assuming he lived in Japan. Uh, he was stationed in Yokohama, Japan, and he did a lot of the English dubs for these movies because he was there. Or he was acting. So in this movie, he's actually speaking English, and then they've had a Japanese actor, or he overdubbed his lines. But him mouthing the words, he speak English, I believe, in this one. So is this technically a giant water beetle? So Megalon's based off of a few things. He's obviously based off of like a, an underground, because um, he has the drills and stuff like that. And he's yeah. uh, he's modeled after a certain type of beetle that it was like a jumping beetle. So it's really cool when he makes it to the surface, he doesn't really walk. He kind of hops around in a kind of a childish manner, but it's to take on his role that he's kind of like one of the jumping beetles. So he kind of hops around like his actual insect counterpart. So I like hmm. how they kind of like adapted what they based him off of into his character. Uh, this one, like I said, was more aimed at kids. It was more of a TV kind of style. So a lot of the characters, like in the last one, you noticed a lot of like Gigan had a personality. And Godzilla, you know what I mean? Like, they're starting to get personalities, like they were talking and stuff. No talking in this one. But um, Good. <laughs> I just got to put that out. But I feel like Godzilla, Megalon, Jet Jaguar, they all talk with their stature, and they all have very individual ways. Like, Megalon's the piss-punt child, you know what I mean? He gets angry when he doesn't get his way. Gigan's the kid who's just there who's like, you know, I'm trying to be up and stand up for you and be, like, the smart-ass dick. 
So it's really funny. They kind of make the give them the the lack of a better term, the bully esque stereotype. Yeah. So at this point here, our uh, our inventor and our and our kid protagonist are tied up in a in a storage container being taken somewhere. The race car driver, uh, he's left here at the place, which I never got. You think they would have kept the inventor there in case they needed help with Jet Jaguar? Yeah, <laughs> I also bet this is the easiest costume for this guy to wear. Like, you know, everything else has been a struggle. Yeah. Tape your arms to your sides, you know, like go blind, oh, yeah. basically. I like this shot. <laughs> he flies up. Really cool <laughs> how they got that shot. They uh, they they're actually two guys on the ground holding a, a wooden platform and Jet Jaguar stood on top of them. And then they just stood up and pushed him up to make it look like he was about to fly. And then they cut to the toy. I, I got news for you guys. That's how Ultraman was done. That's an Ultraman shot. He flies like just it. like Ultraman. I love Ultraman. I love Jet Jaguar. I don't think there's any reason to hate on either of them for being rip off of either. They're both just really cool characters. Never seen Ultraman, but I assume we'll watch it. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to it when we get to our TV series for sure. And I'm making a wild assumption, but I assume it's kind of like Power Rangers. Yeah. So um Ultraman, for better or for worse, was it's very different from Power Rangers in a sense. Um, but however, Ultraman inspired Common Rider, uh, which became the inspiration for Power Rangers. Actually, a lot of Power Rangers use stock footage from Common Rider. Okay, which is really cool. Um, the guy who uh, who does the Jet Jag. Oh, I'm missing that. Look in the background of this vehicle. What do you see? Porn. Yeah. So I don't know if they put this on purpose or they didn't notice, but the they they hijack these two guys who are transporting goods and they offer them a hundred thousand yen just to dump this storage container in this pit. And they as long as they don't ask what's in it. And in the background of where they're sitting, there's these pinups, like uh, uh like huge like uh posters, fold out pages from nudie magazines, just plastered boob and all behind them. This is a kids' movie, ladies and gentlemen. How are they gonna see? safety this is great <laughs> they don't need to see out the back there's a giant container what are they gonna look at <laughs> nah, that's fair that's fair yeah <laughs> so obviously our protagonist in the back of the thing get free but i don't know how they're gonna get out of the container i don't know if they thought that far ahead but at least they're untied now <laughs> god i love jet jaguar kudos Hilarious. to the guy playing him it's honestly his only time he played um a kaiju character and uh, they said the suit was extremely flammable, which um, really raises some questions. Because as we get farther in the movie, like we said, there's a lot of fire and explosions in this movie. And it's not like you can just take these suits off. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'd be terrified. It takes like a good five minutes to get out of any of these suits. So here we get the, the driver wakes up and now we get one of the Cetopians telling them their whole grand scheme as villains do. They generated oxygen and built an artificial sun underground. See, it's just like Atlantis. Come on, guys. <laughs> I love it, though. It's cool. And so why do they want Jet Jaguar, though? Andes. I, I guess they Megalon's their god. They can't really control Megalon. So ideally, they want to use Jet Jaguar to um, kind of get Megalon to chase him so they can bring him to Tokyo to have him destroy the cities. And then he'll just follow Jet Jaguar because he's a mindless dick and <laughs> killing machine so Fair our enough. race car driver gets out of these ropes and clearly look at this boom i like how he uses these environment like this is a good fight scene 
This is probably one of the better fight scenes we've gotten in these movies so far. And obviously he can't agree. shoot off the gun because obviously if he shot it at that close range, it would gas him too, right? And they'd both be knocked out. <laughs> and that's all one shot. Like that one shot there, he swings, kicks him. Oh, just great, man. Oh, head slammed off the ground. Like in the other ones, it always seems like they're just wrestling each other and having a good time. This one generally seems like he's trying to kick his ass. And that's why I like it. It's very it adds to the Voorhees on that head smack. Yeah, exactly. Bam. Sorry, I was like, shoves Alice's head into the sand. Bam, smack, smack, smack. <laughs> okay, okay, calm down. I love this house, though. It's still such a cool house. I like that it's like up, raised off, sitting off the cliff. It's got this cool underhang in a garage. Like, yo, I'd live there in a heartbeat. Yeah, it looks like a little bunker kind of thing. And I like they make him a race car driver so it can explain how many cars he has. So that way, every time he drives, he's in a new car. <laughs> Though this one's my personal favorite, the yellow. And I feel yeah, like the reason they had that is because this is the one that they do all the stunt driving in, mainly. Because they cut off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> he can get in and out safely. Exactly. He can hop yeah. in and hop out. You don't need to open the door. Uh, so now I see Topian's waking up. He's like, oh, no. I got my ass kicked. My boss is going to kill me. Oh, his ass is super sweaty. There's a sweat line. <laughs> That or it's just extra patching on that ground. So now he's contacting his other buddy in the truck saying that he escaped. I've had my ass kicked. I need your. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you told him your whole plan, dumbass. (laughs) If you just shut up, you wouldn't know where to find them. So obviously, our race car driver doing his super fast driving skills is a lot faster than. The guys who are just going to dump the thing in a ravine. So he's going to catch up eventually. But here we get the car chase scene. So this is actually a really good car chase scene. So this driver back here in the red car. There's just so much like, usually they use a lot of miniatures. Not a lot of miniatures in this in this scene. And this entire car chase is all like real vehicles. Which but I, I like think makes it more impressive, and more impressive. Saving some money too. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, you there's know, Robert Dunham. <laughs> Our motorcyclist there. Borrow a few f- cars from some homies. How did like, he get you, up? You'll from... get this back in a month. Yeah. How did he get up from underground so fast? Wasn't he in a toga? Teamwork. <laughs> I love it. You don't get car chases too often in these movies. So when you get them, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And like we were talking about, it's actually really cheap to film these. You just get one person driving the car and you sit in the passenger seat. I'm really confused about that, though. You see the one angle where it's looking up at him from under the steering wheel? Yeah. How the hell did they get that shot? Like, cameras were big back then. They would have had to been under his feet by the pedals. Like, that would have been so uncomfortable. These are actually cars driving down these stairs. Like, the motorcycle makes sense, but the cars are just going. Like, look at it. <laughs> so I really hope they're not getting those cars back because that's going to have some serious yeah, alignment issues. Yeah, suspension's going to be fucked. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> they don't do those. What you're getting. Yeah, even in movies these days, they would have just CGI'd that in and had them run down a hill, or like they would have done like even miniature work. But nah, these are actually people just driving down this hill. I'm like, fucking love. Like, look at this. Nah, I'm out. I don't like heights, man. <laughs> that car would like have so much chances myself. of flipping over. Look at it. He's going off-roading with a non-off-road vehicle. Cars weren't built for that back then. <laughs> They all had sore butts and backs the next day. Look at the red car. It almost wipes out there. 
And then here comes Robert Dunham down on his motorcycle. <laughs> That's the half damn. pipe right there. Yeah. Look, you can really tell if you pause and zoom in there, you can tell it's Robert Dunham. You can see his mustache. <laughs> and it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be too much of a stretch just to say he's the leader of the Cetopians on the bike. <laughs> because technically he's still a bad guy in this scene. It's like he's playing a good guy all of a sudden. <laughs> but you see that scene when he ramps over the car? That's awesome. Yeah. Look at that! Look at that! <laughs> like how good these I effects are. And it's I guaranteed you as a child was fucking losing it. You were like, oh my god! Oh, except for this scene. That's a different guy because it has a close-up of his face. I know for the fact there and when he gets the paint poured on him. That's a different guy, but it's also an homage. If you remember at the end of All Monsters Attack, when uh, Ichiro, you remember they ask him to honk the guy's horn and he won't do it, but then at the end he does and the paint falls on him. Yep. That's a nice homage to when that happens. So yeah, Megalon dirty. finally emerges here. I like how his suit has the loose leaves and like the wings are loose. So when he moves, they wiggle around. Yeah. Love it. The Megalon suit's sick as fuck. I love it. It's just great. And I like that with like Jet Jaguar, they use like, you know, car headlights for his eyes. He's super creative. <laughs> and they just give a blue tinge. <laughs> so yeah, they're obviously using Jet Jaguar to lure Megalon to the big city so he destroys things. Yeah. So watch the way he moves when he gets moving. Watch. He'll literally jump. Oh, wait, no, he's going to fly here. Sorry. It's later when he actually jumps. But whenever he has to like move more than like a foot, he's jumping. <laughs> Hence why he's always attached to strings. You can tell in some shots because they were lifting him up and pretty much throwing him across the set. Oh, look at more nudie magazines. Same truck, but notice they changed. Like they almost said, oh, no, that one's too revealing. Let's take it down and put up a different one. <laughs> but you can still see nipple. Who knows we'd have a boob counter for a Godzilla film. Do we need <laughs> this one has had guys. I Oh, my God. I just realized this film has more boobs than Friday the 13th part two did. What universe are we, we in see. right now? <laughs> it does. We only saw one pair of boobs in part two. The one girl. Yeah, that's We've fair. seen three pairs of tits so far, and this is a Godzilla film. <laughs> I am a, a proud Toho fan right now. <laughs> see, these are, now we get our military miniatures, but this is all stock footage used from other movies. This isn't, you know. So... If I can recall so myself, I believe that this is from Destroy All Monsters. And that's military footage reused. Fuck, they should have just used that. That's real military footage. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love how they kind of do that as a nice homage to Ashiro Honda because he loved using real military footage in his movies. And up until in the Heisei series, Godzilla and Mothra Battle for Earth, uh, they were always allowed to, but they didn't like the way the military was portrayed in that movie. So at that moment, that's when the Japanese military was like, no, no more. We don't I like, like that helicopter angle. Yeah. So at this point, you know, they're being held up at gunpoint. Ah! But they're like, nah, we're going to do the right thing and we're going to own this guy. This guy gets his ass beat. <laughs> I like this. This is another really cool effect shot. Yeah, throw him out of the fucking truck. So that's obviously a dummy. You can tell by the way he's like <laughs> raggling, but that's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kudos to him for taking the blow. 
And look at these cool, like, they're just Jeeps, but they're done up. I just love this movie so much. Oh, my God. Guys, did I mention that I love this movie? <laughs> no, I, I don't remember hearing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just in case, I uh, I love this movie. <laughs> I you don't know, see why. And I feel like this one does the best at hiding this the stock footage. They either use old, old, old stock footage or they use stock footage in a way that like it's an explosion or something. So it's not like, you know, like, oh, my God, that's obviously this. But where we're coming up to where they're going to go drop this container. Or yeah. Rather, in fact, I should say leave it. This it comes to one of my favorite sets. And honestly, I think this is one of the best Godzilla sets we ever got. So they film at this dam. This is obviously our real bridge and a real dam. But when it cuts to the miniature version of it, it looks identical. And not only does it look identical, what they do with the set is incredible. Just a little foreshadow to what we're getting into. I never understood after they kicked the guy out why they're still dumping the, the, the container. I was thinking the same thing. I thought they would have just like kept the money or some shit or been like, okay, cool. But I guess they don't know, right? They assume it's just like goods. They don't understand it's people. But I think after he pointed a gun at them, they would check. Oh, it's almost I checked there. as soon as you threw him out and been like, well, I want to know what's in this now. Are yeah. we doing like drugs or like, what is it? So then they hear Megalon's roar and they're like, okay, yo, what the fuck is that? Also love this guy's yellow headband. These guys have the best hat wear. You can get one of those. I agree. I own one of them. I got news for you. <laughs> Damn right. So they, they do the, I like how they do the blue screen or green screen, whatever they used of Megalon yep. coming over the cliff there. But then when they cut to the miniature set, it's so good. Like it looks 100% real. Like they fooled me. I, I was baffled as a kid. <laughs> where's the guy in brown? We got rid of him. Okay, well, then where's my friends? So here, now that's the miniature, obviously, as Megalon's walking yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. But when he hops down. Trees. So kudos to the actor who's playing Megalon. Again, one-off guy in the suit. This is the only time he ever did anything with Megalon. Megalon and Jet Jaguar, they did this, and then they didn't do any more kaiju suit films. Um, but obviously we have, uh, and even the Godzilla, the actor who's playing Godzilla, one time only. And it's not Ken Pichiro and it's not Nakajima. So Godzilla is a little silly in this one, the way he moves. But so here we get Megalon coming over the dam and he pushes the water down. And this is where we get, look at the miniature. Yeah. It almost looks identical to the, the real life bridge they're at. So it, it does such a good job at pairing the two universes because obviously they're separate places together. This is proper filmmaking people. And the, on the budget they did, it blows my mind. But I, I do think they spend all the budget on the opening scene, the car chases, and this set. For sure. So right here, Megalon breaks the dam. Look how good this Oof. looks. And not only does he break the dam, he slides down with the water. <laughs> That's incredible. Water slide. It's just a giant water slide. Right? He planned it. I love it. Great work. He's, he goes down with the stuff. Like, that's what I call real suit acting. God damn. Like, yeah, we got to make it look authentic. Might as well do it. <laughs> Little do you know, he falls, breaks the suit. That's it. No film. Game over, guys. Can't afford it. Pack it up. It would literally be you sitting upside uh, by the dam and then just kick him through the hole. Be like, here, <laughs> And here we get one of the most unrealistic things that happens in this movie. But like I said, turn your brain off. So he sees, hey, what's this yellow container? Ah, fuck it. I'm just going to yeet this bitch into next week. 
Yay! <laughs> you roll out a hundred percent fine. It's not like those are padded. <laughs> like they would have been literally their organs would have been all mushed up. They would have been dead as fuck. <laughs> love it. Silly, but love it. It's almost like you can totally excuse that scene for the awesome special effects we just got. And he just karate we, chops though? the bridge. I mean, I can. I know you can. Is your brain on? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> oh, it's just awesome. Great scene. And somehow he gets all the way to that container that fast. God damn. Such a great movie. Hey, Lucas. Yeah. How would you feel if I said I have to pee? I'd cut you. I know. I just wanted to bug you. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is episode 15, everyone. We didn't say that at the beginning. I thought it was 16. 15 bonus episodes. Okay, cool. I don't know. Fuck, man. I'm lost. Like I <laughs> said, they've all smushed together at this point. It seems like a giant battle. <laughs> I mean, all these movies, especially the show ones, kind of feel okay. So when up. he is flying above him, is it supposed to be an angle that he's super high or is he like super tiny? I'd assume he's super tiny. It's probably just a toy, like a little toy model. And then they're filming it on the set for, made for the kaiju monsters. So he looks like he's, you know, person sized. So is that what he's supposed to be like sized wise? Because I mean, when we played the video game, he isn't super tiny compared to. Oh, well, you just have to wait and see. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just like in awe being like, why is he so tiny? How? Which like... is, yeah, I, that's why I, one of the reasons I was worried about playing the game. I didn't want to ruin any of the surprise, but. We'll get there. Trust you. Don't worry. He's got a little superpower that makes him big. I feel really bad. So the Godzilla suit actor in this movie, notice how we haven't seen Godzilla yet. <laughs> like Soon. Not once. Because obviously, like I said, this was supposed to be a Red Alone, a.k.a. Jet Jaguar film. And then Godzilla and Gigan were kind of thrown in last minute. So really, we've only seen Megalon and Jet Jaguar, which were supposed to be the only two monsters in this movie. So the Godzilla suit actor of this movie, his name is Shinji uh, Taka, um, Takaji, Taki, I'm going to mess up his name. His name is Shinji. Sorry, guys. Takaji, I think is his last name. And it was his first time playing Godzilla and his last. But the, I feel bad for him because he had a lot of pressure. I mean, like, this is the first time Nakajima wasn't playing Godzilla. Like, that's a lot to live up to, man. <laughs> Guy literally made Godzilla who he was. I also love the big electronic satellite guns. They turn into freeze rays when they get to the Heisei era. But those, like, you just know, like, shit hit the fan when those come out. Notice his beam he shoots out of his horn. Whose beam does that look like to you? Ghidorah? It looks exactly like Ghidorah's beam. I was thinking that. That scene is literally from the last film when Ghidorah melts the tanks. So yes, they yes, it made is. him have a similar head beam so they could reuse the stock footage of all the destruction. And just use the, uh, instead of using the shoot shots, they just use the effect shots and then reshot Megalon, like pretending to shoot. And then they use, I mean, it's creative. I, I think that's the best use of reusing stock footage. I hate it when they just use like, you know, cities being destroyed and set pieces moving and stuff or like characters. But when it's just explosions, it's a little more forgiving. I'd rather see something like that compared to them literally recycling the entire chunk of the movie. Yeah, like all monsters like that, attacked. Yeah, so it was like like the one movie we watched. It was just like, Son of Godzilla. Like watch this. It was like Son of Godzilla and Ever a Horror of the Deep. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Megalon's <laughs> jumping. Doop-a-doop-a-doo. Because <laughs> he's a Again, jumping the beetle. Actor, 
must have had such a blast playing these characters. Yeah, I feel like they would have had a lot more fun, and especially when I watch Ultraman. I always like say to myself, I'm like, yo, whoever was playing Ultraman is having the time of their life. Because Ultraman literally is like Jet Jaguar, but like imagine still less puffiness. Like it's just a skin tight suit and you just get to kick the crap out of giant monsters. Remember we were talking about the nudie mags? Yeah. In the background? 69. Yeah. <laughs> the, the helicopter. Yeah, same. They could have chose any. There. They could have chose any other number, but they chose 69. Uh, I feel like someone's in production had a little bit of a dirty mind, do we? <laughs> Likes to kidnap kids, 69, and want, read porno mags. You got a grade A pervert. His little hands. hops are just making me laugh. I just, I can't. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's just great. Awesome shot. <laughs> For its time, that is a cool ass shot. It's the helicopter, and we're getting the film like of just like, you know, we're looking at the helicopter, and then it slowly zooms out. We're like, why are we zooming out? And then it zooms out, and the guy's watching it on the screen. Ah, so what happened was they were using the tape to control him the Cetopians, but he has a radio transmitter that can override it if he gets close enough so he asked the military to bring him up so now he tells him to head to monster island and get godzilla for help so what's jet jaguar gonna do he's gonna go get the g-man you're hilarious yo i'm, I'm happy you're really <laughs> enjoying this one i mean i am too i'm just you're so into this oh man like i said this is my it's great childhood it's right great here. This and the next movie were the two movies I owned that I watched religiously as a kid. You should do this guy for a Halloween kid. costume. I look like him oh, right now. They're yeah, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna ask for Geigen's help and they're they're trying to contact the Nebula guys. Which I mean, okay, here's the plot hole. I'm gonna turn my brain on for a second because I have to discuss the faults. If they're underground and have never really contacted Earth above in the surface, how in God's name did they contact the M Space Hunter Nebula in the middle of the fucking galaxy? Also, would they be dead at this point? No, though, because their race is still alive. Like, Geigen flew away. Oh, remember? yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I was flying like, away. Aw. So they no. just call homies for help now? Yeah. <laughs> I will say, Geigen gets fucked up in this movie. <laughs> he does not have a good time. Notice that shot there when Megalon's hitting the, the planes of the sky? He had a hook hand. That was a, a shot from Godzilla versus Geigen. That was Geigen's oh, hand hitting the helicopter. <laughs> Look at there oh, it is. There again. it is. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> oh my god! And they're like, "Hey, it's, it's silver. If we move it's it fast enough, the same footage." <laughs> All right, turning our brains back off now that we pointed out the faults in this movie. Now we can enjoy. They the literally rest. just used the same footage three times. Yep. <laughs> but these shots are great. These movies can literally be the most ridiculous thing, but they're so entertaining all at the same time. I know <laughs> what I would kill to watch these movies on a big screen again. I got to contact a local theater and be like, can we just do a full like watch day of the show, a series Godzilla movies, you just play them all. And then people can come in and just watch and we'll just rent out the theater for a day. I believe you can rent out theaters. I would love. To I think that. it's like 150 bucks for the entire theater and you can choose it, but you only get like two or three hours. Yeah. So I, I'd probably well, we be like probably do two. Well, yeah, we could probably do like four and spend like, you know, 400 bucks, whatever, and then market it and get some people down here and have like a huge showing. Yeah. Hey. I mean, if we had enough friends and followers that just wanted to hang out and have a good time and watch oh, them, I mean, I'd be down. It sounds like a blast. So I love to the uh, the inventor. I know he invented Jet Jaguar, but he's got to have some kind of other play in the movie. So 
on their way back to the place to take their home back, they stop at a, a model plane store because they're going to use it as a diversion, I guess, in some way. But I got to say, I bet you any money, all these planes they grab and they're hanging up there were the ones they used for the actual miniatures in this movie. Sorry, I'm, I'm watching Godzilla be like, yo, I fucking hear. Something. So new Godzilla suit here. He's given more of a brow. I find, you know what he looks like in this movie? He looks like a boxer. Like a little bit, like a, like not a, like a dog boxer, but like, he just looks like he should have like gloves on. Yeah. (laughs) He's got that brow. I come in peace. Literally. (laughs) Please don't eat me or squash me or Godzilla's like, yes, mm, indeed. Okay. This way. He's like, yo, Godzilla, they're, they're fucking up your world. They're doing bad things. Time to go do your thing, bro. And he's like, I got it. I'm on my way. Let's do this. I don't mind this Godzilla suit. For better or for worse, it's pretty cool. It's used in the next one as well. It's pretty dope design. I don't mind it. It's definitely not my favorite, but it's not the worst. Ah, but that's a different Godzilla suit. <laughs> and that's the cannonball <laughs> from that move from Ebra Horror of the Deep, I believe. Oh, no, it's Destroy All Monsters, I think that shot is from. But that's another stock footage reuse there. Obviously, because the suit is totally different. And all these destruction shots are from Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Hence why you get the the beam destroying the buildings. So that's where we get Megalon's other, uh, his other power. So he has his head beam, and then he also shoots little explosive, I like to call them turds. I think like to think that's his poop. He shoots it out of his mouth, and they blow up into flames. Turd so bombs. all of this, luckily it was used long enough. Like, that's Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. That's going back to, like, you know, the, like, the 60s. So, like, that's footage from a long time ago. So, like, people wouldn't have caught it. Didn't they reuse that in the other movie as well? Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah, okay, cool. So, like, (laughs) this is now the third time reusing footage? I think it might even be the fourth. What a joyous world. (laughs) But it's Megalon doing the damage, so you can almost displace it a little bit. And at least it's using, like, a similar head beam effect, so it almost, like, gaps the two together a little better. But to keen eye viewers, people who have just watched them, <coughs> us, it's a little okay. <laughs> so you get they use the old Godzilla theme from uh, Godzilla versus Hedera, that new theme they gave him for that movie. I don't understand why they used that theme. They could have used the Ifakube track, but I guess, like they were said, they were trying to make this one again kid friendly. And more like a TV style because that's what was popular. I get it. But I, I just think that the, the Ifukube tracks would have been a lot better used in this movie. Because it's a pretty gritty movie. I mean, it's silly, but it's also a little more like serious when it comes to the fighting. I love watching Godzilla swim. It's always funny to me. <laughs> Looks it's, like a Loch Ness monster. Maybe that's what the Loch Ness monster is. <laughs> and it's you know, funny secretly too. that's what they saw. They actually just saw Godzilla. I'm just saying they only saw the head coming up. You know, he swims like you ever that. see Godzilla and the Loch Ness Monster at the same place in the same hey, time. Nope. I don't think so. There you go. So <laughs> I think not. <laughs> so now they're going to go and take their home back. That's right, brother. Take your place back. That's what I'm talking about. So they're going to use the model plane as, I guess, it's funny, though. The model plane was a great idea because they royally mess up this guy with this plane. (laughs) Watch this. So they break the camera. 
he sees the camera girl. He's like, what the hell? So he's like, okay, I know there's something. And he goes out and he just gets rammed in the face. I'm pretty sure he bleeds too. There's blood in this movie. <laughs> I like this Born, There's blood. I would there's... love to live here. Oh, yeah. Look at his face. Jesus. So gushed, man. How much uh, a whole bottle of ketchup, you think? Yeah. Just squeeze it through your fingers. I like this. I think there's one scene where the kid rides the cube and takes him out and it's super cheesy and I love it. <laughs> like they got these cubes hanging from chains. So they like, tag team this guy. He's like fighting him. And then the kid comes. He's like, don't worry. I got this. <laughs> and he like swings and hits him. It's great. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it now. Yeah. Cause yeah, here we go. I came yeah! in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> I had Never a song felt choice so and everything. You know, like, <laughs> that was perfect. I came in like a wrecking ball. So before we get up to the, the final yes. big showdown, we're going to have a lot to talk about when that happens. So for right now, I got to mention, so one of the promotional posters, especially in, in America, it was used. Um, it actually shows Godzilla and Megalon standing on top of the World Trade Center buildings, fighting with planes <laughs> flying around them and everything. Oof. And... They never fight in New York. They never fight on buildings. I don't understand what the whole idea was to market it like that. But now, it's cool. can I get a copy of that poster? How do yes, I do that? Absolutely. And if you go to the 9 11 Memorial Museum, um, obviously, uh, they yeah. have a section that's all devoted to like film history, movies the buildings were in, and everything like that. And this movie poster is actually up in the museum. That's amazing. I've, I've checked out the website. I've just never yep, seen it, that part of it. I've just been like, oh, cool. One day I'll in go the memorial. There. Yeah. Hey, and tribute, it's funny, you know, at all the movies, this movie, they don't even go there. <laughs> but like that's up in the museum. I love it. Oh, this guy gets crushed by the rock. I mean, it's great marketing on them, right? Because it's a beloved like people well, yeah, really liked the Kong, towers. They love. Yeah. Kong like, was popular in America and Kong was all on top of the Empire State Building and doing that. So they're like, well, we got two monsters. We can have two Empire State Buildings. Let's just put them on top of the World Trade Center, kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah. And like, then never do like that a, movie as like a fan made uh, poster or something along those lines. I would buy that. Notice that how great. this is the exact same intro from Godzilla yep. versus Gigan. Yep. <laughs> I was just thinking it. So here comes Gigan. Here he comes. So now we get Gigan, Megalon, and Godzilla and Jet Jaguar. This is a tag team matchup. Let's go. What? No, no Ghidorah forming before him? No. Gid bullshit. Ghidorah's pussy. That was Ghidorah's last appearance is the last one. They That suit was so haggard in that movie. They were like, no, we can't afford to do it. Now so, I'm sad. Do you remember in the last one, they took daytime footage and darkened it to make it yeah, look with the like... filters. So in this shot, this fight takes place in the daytime. So they took the explosion scenes from the last one and they lightened them up. I can't with these people sometimes, man. Oh, all right. All right. This it is literally better, them. though. All right. I got a good idea. And you know what we did last movie? We'll do the opposite this movie, and it's going to work perfect. And if we just got you. crowd Megalon in smoke and everything, it'll still look like it's daytime, kind of, but the smoke is covering up the nighttime effect. I mean, they're God not wrong. Damn. It still looks not terrible. It looks, yeah, it looks, it looks better in this one using the lightened up dark footage than in the last one when they darkened the lightened footage. <laughs> and in this spot, it is, see, it's like evening time. So the sun's starting to go down. So they're like, see, see, <laughs> we're not that cheap. <laughs> so Jet Jaguar is back now. 
and now he asks him if he's found Godzilla. He already knows. He didn't even need to ask him. So at this, this guy point, is hilarious. Sorry. They're like, how is Jet Jaguar doing this? He flew off on his own, and this is the best excuse ever. Look what he says. <laughs> Ready for this? Because he's not listening. He's just moving and acting upon his own will. That's terrifying. This is Skynet, people. <laughs> Computer intelligence has become sentient and making its own decisions. This is like Apple Home. Yeah, right? Oh, it's terrifying, bro. Something must have stimulated his brain. And given him a will of his own. So now Jet Jaguar thinks and acts upon his own will. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Luckily, he's on the good side. Because that's terrifying. That's like a straight up, that's like a horror movie setup. You know, when a, you build a robot and it starts thinking for itself. And it's, it's iRobot. It's literally iRobot. He's just trying to come steal your girl. <laughs> yeah. Yo, with that outfit, 100% chance of stealing your girl. Look at that. Look at those abs. Look at those legs. Don't even get me started on the thighs. <laughs> so you remember when you were like, how come Jet Jaguar is so small? Why isn't he big? Well, I mean, he's if got he can that make... small PP energy, big PP energy. If he can, uh, if he can make Shazam! up his own mind, if he can make up his own mind and do his own stuff, he can give himself his own superpowers. So he's self-programmed himself to grow in size. <laughs> So, like, just because it's a nod to you and I already said it, Shazam! <laughs> I need to make you hear me, Shazam! I heard you. <laughs> Boom! Just fucking smack so now we get Jet Jaguar full size and he's just gonna smack the shit out of Megalon. I love how we got here faster than Godzilla because he can fly. So it's just, like, literally gonna be Jet Jaguar like, fucking up Megalon. This is a cool shot. Like a surfboard. I like this shot. Cool special effect. He gets his, stuck in the rock, so he drills and rips them apart. Cool. So maybe when Jet you get a guy Jaguar just wanted to marry him. <laughs> he liked them it, nice so he rings. put a ring on it. Exactly. <laughs> Real quick. This fight scene reminds me a lot of an Ultraman fight, just because they're like a lot of like grappling and rolling on the ground. And I literally imagine them like because they're homies. I assume you know talk outside of work, be like, "Hey, bud, you know, bud, what's ha- what's happening? What's going on?" They're rolling around in the desert, being like, "Are you okay?" Are you okay? He's like, no yeah, hit me a couple this. more times. I can't yeah. feel a thing. <laughs> throw a lefty. Throw a left. Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, that's exactly it. Every time I'm just like, I imagine I just two homies like roll around the ground be like, yeah, I'm good. Good. So I got power bomb. This me. is funny. Megalon starts flying around Jet Jaguar <laughs> and he gets dizzy. How do robots get dizzy? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> Why is he spinning with him? Just stand still. I don't. And then just punch him when he he's goes on in missile front of lock. You. Yeah. Jet Jaguar needs to punch, punch, punch. <laughs> See how he's laughing? He's like, <laughs> Megalon's Impressed a dick. the auto lock. <laughs> yeah, literally, he had, he had the lock on cam. How do I turn it off? What button do I push? Click literally the right me stick and down. GTA. GTA, that's me. Just following everyone. Be like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> oh, Thank no. God for auto lock. Yay, auto aim. Yeah, that's why I'm not good at most war games is because they don't have that. I just like to point out that they were just driving that car to get here and the inventor was driving the car, not the race car driver. Well, he doesn't always have to drive. Yeah, he's got the skill. Come on. Yeah. You think cooks always have to cook? No. Yeah. When they're at home, they just want some KD or a pizza. Are they at home? (laughs) And they were trying to get there in a hurry. I think they would have chosen the guy who's good at driving fast. 
Fuck, they should have just let the kid do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to grow up sometime. All right. I mean, he was riding that dolphin thing at the beginning of the movie. And I like how they play Jet Jaguar's theme while he's kicking his ass, too. Yo, Jet Jaguar would have won this battle if it wasn't for uh, our giant buzzsaw Cyclops ter- chicken that has to show up in a room a day. He decided he had to fight Megalon until Godzilla got here. <laughs> and his determination made him grow that big. <laughs> oh, here comes Godzilla with his classic all his veggies hated theme. <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. That'd be better. Loch Ness Monster and Jet Jaguar versus Megalon and Gigan. Sign me up. I'm down so for either. This scene, this, that scene right there is what people saw. <laughs> this, you know what? This is the first Godzilla movie where I could be like, I could do without Godzilla. Like, fuck, just give me a Jet Jaguar movie. I'm all there for it. And see how yeah, he like, tur- his like eyes kinda... light up? He can see it X-ray just... vision. He has they X-ray literally... vision. Shut up. Oh my God, you nerd. <laughs> they literally just threw Godzilla in this one. There was no point. No. Why? Because they wanted and to make money because Godzilla brings people in, right? You're a nerd. <laughs> He's popular. <laughs> Jet Jaguar is not. He's just some new character no one's heard of. So they had to bring in an audience somehow. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of thrown in there. I love how he can. And see now Jet Jaguar is just like, I'm going to get taken from behind. I'm going to get drilled. <laughs> he's going to get drilled, though, right? Oh, yeah. See, he's ready to sit on he's it. Grabbing the tip. <laughs> Sam Raimi, Green Goblin's grabbing the tip. I like how they're just cheering him on like a boxing match. Uh, see, this is where it doesn't go so well for Jet Jaguar, though. Because Gigan shows up and Godzilla still isn't here. So uh, our hero here is not going to have the best time now. Boom! Gigan pulls a cheap one and gets him from behind. <laughs> Cha-cha! And that's our boy, Ken Pachiro. Pum, pum, pum. Our future Godzilla. Beating the crap out of Godzilla again. <laughs> Yo, Gigan gets muffed up in this fight, though. <laughs> He's like, oh, no. I'm at, a, I'm at the disadvantage here. They have the high they ground. They sanitize. <laughs> they all just have to sanitize. Like how they slowly close in on him, too. Dicks. You're dead now. Dead meat, Jet Jaguar. They're bullies. <laughs> Essentially. Well, if you can make your own superpower, make like multiplying, make two of you. <laughs> Logic. So, really funny, a little funny fact I learned today when doing some research on this movie. Um, most of this research I already knew because I'm a nerd and it's my favorite movie. But in Germany, when this was released, Jet Jaguar was renamed King Kong. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Germany and European film places just have a tendency with these movies. If it's a giant monster and they don't know the name, it's King Kong. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just great. <laughs> I don't know how the world nowadays would take that. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. And it's funny. So there's this uh, television show called Mystery Science Theater 3000. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. But they pretty much go on and make fun of old movies and like pick them apart and rip them to pieces. And this was one of the movies first one of the first out of two Godzilla movies featured uh, on that show. And that's really what made it popular in the U.S. So popular that it got a U.S. release. So I thought that was really cool. 
I like here they're just playing catch with Jet Jaguar. They were literally knocking him back and forth like a fucking tennis ball. (laughs) I like how Godzilla has like a spring in his step in this one. Like he kind of pops. He's happy to be there. He's just like, yeah. He's getting pumped, yo. Swimming. He's got some like mad beats playing in his headphone there. And he's just like, yeah, I'm getting pumped, yo. Ready to wreck some house. (laughs) He's got Eye of the Tiger playing. Personally, I'd have the Jet Jaguar theme song in my ear because that song gets me pumped as hell. For it being a new soda, it already looks kind of beaten up and tattered. Like it looks colorless in some spots. Because he's dancing. They're just like, can you stand still for fucking 15 minutes, bud? <laughs> like, look at this. He's just like, nah, I'm moving. I got to get there. I got to help my boy. My boy Three Jet Jaguar. One because he wouldn't stand still. <laughs> so here we got we got about 15 minutes left of the film. So this is when shit's going to get real intense. See, this is if he had boxing gloves on his. He was like doing some little jabs. There. Oh. Boom, 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 boom. Look at that. That's cheap, man. Gigan hooks him in the belly and then Megalon just kicks his hook into his insides. That's not cool. They're a little tag team in this son of a bitch here. Also, I think it's a first where you watch the monsters work together, like from the villain side. Usually they just attack one off each other, but they were yeah. literally both attacking him at once using each other as weapons. That's smart. I feel like they were like expecting this to be the last use of the Gigan suit. So they really just <laughs> messed it up. In Loved this fight. it. Yeah. Uh, look at him he's ready you can definitely tell that's not nakajima this time right look at see how they move in unison together <laughs> like so quick. this is one of my favorite fight scenes in all of the show series i don't know why that's in my head right now but i was just like just the dip dive duck dodge duck dip dive and dodge if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge dodge he's like thank you godzilla son and he shakes his head Godzilla's like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I'm just here to wreck house. Uh, uh. He's like, I fought you before. I'll kick your ass. What are you, beetle thing? I'll kick your ass too. Uh. <laughs> Godzilla wrecks in this fight, man. Boom! I feel bad for Gigan. There's a really dope, like, wrestling style arm break in this in this fight, and it's just awesome. And as we get to it, there's a drop-tastic kick that happens later in this fight as well that's what i'm looking forward to <laughs> that's a meme right there the probably the most used godzilla meme of all time like definitely over godzilla flying the godzilla dance the king kong versus godzilla tree this is officially the best meme <laughs> and probably one of the last memes that gets used in these movies ah look at he uses the tree like in king kong versus godzilla but megalon didn't have a mouth to shove it in Oof. <laughs> There's no face fucking spider in this one. Nope. <laughs> He's like, I think I've passed tree. my uh, number of F's, F words. Yeah. This episode. He literally just, Sorry. Showed, he just showed up and wrecked both of them. He didn't even need Jake. Like, Get up. Get up. He's I, like, what? I, that's I, it, I, bitch? Exactly. <laughs> I prepared for this. There's just Jet Jaguar being like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> oh, but Gigan's alive. He, it was all a ruse. Boom. This is awesome. So he shoots the grenade. Jet Jaguar was like, no, you didn't. Whoop! He throws it Yay. back. Yay. So Megalon shoots. For those who aren't watching, that's a reuse. Oh, that reused. was a good one, though. I that's still reused. love when he bleeds. Yeah. 
So Megalon shoots one of his fire grenades at Godzilla while he's down. And all of a sudden, Jet Jaguar runs in like army style. And he's like, no, you don't. Grabs it, whips it back at him. <laughs> like, when you throw back a grenade in Call of Duty. Awesome. Now, are these films supposed to be like in a time, like, you know, one after another, one ever, every like five years? You know what I mean? Every year a Godzilla movie came out almost. There no, was some I mean, but... story wise. Oh, yeah. They're all in continuity. Yeah. Okay. Cause like they left out how he would have like had a damaged eye. Well, he you hasn't used I mean? the beam. He still but hasn't like, used his beam. But in that other movie, uh, Godzilla got his eye fucked up, right? Oh, yeah. 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 But the, so it's more brought up in the Heisei series. Uh, Godzilla, his G cells are regenerative. So Godzilla can oh. self heal. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's where I was like, wouldn't he still have that in the next film, right? Like, say yeah. if he, the one dude um, cut off his hand. Is he going to be handless in the next movie? No, that's he'll grow where back. I was like, oh, okay. Also, I like that he kicked him in the ass. He flew into Godzilla. Godzilla kind of hugged him and then like smacked oh, him on the ground. I like Godzilla gets on him, starts throwing hands. <laughs> Boom! He beat the shit out of that Cyclops chicken. <laughs> At this point, Gigan would have been smart to leave. But he stays and that's what causes him the trouble. <laughs> yeah go team we did it he's like you take the cyclops chicken i'll grab the beetle boy this <laughs> is like a buddy cop movie godzilla style god this movie's great while we're on the topic of how great it is considering last reviews what do you think the rotten tomato score is for this movie 20 i don't know man that's pretty low and it's pretty close uh this movie has a 38 for the tomato nah. meter and it's actually got a to... lower audience score. The audience has a 34% on this movie, which I don't get. I think this is a great movie. I know I'm a little biased, but even as I stand back and look at it for its flaws, there's way more flaws in other movies. And I feel like this is more of an enjoyable film than most of the other ones that got lower. Like, I don't know. Like, All Monsters Attack had lower than this for sure. But other than that, this is the lowest rated Godzilla film for the Showa series. And I just, I think this movie's above, like, you know, uh, the sea monster. And I think this is above the the smog monster, like Godzilla versus Hedera. I think it's above those movies, and especially Raids Again. <laughs> well, thus far, every time you've asked me, I've gotten completely wrong. You know, like, I'm nowhere even fucking close. So that's where I was like, I'm going to guess maybe a little different than I oh. normally would and see if I'm close. So here he's about to choke out Jaguar, and Godzilla's like, nah, buddy. Boom! Just atomic. It's almost like that moment when you know, like, you got a hostage, and the guy goes to shoot, but he shoots just past the person's head and gets the guy behind him. Yeah. See all these fire explosions that are happening. Night, I mind you, the Jet Jaguar suit is extremely flammable. I was just about to say that, but that's probably why Godzilla's wrapped around him. Be like, and you Godzilla's gotta hug on this fire. Man tight. Yeah. He's Godzilla's like, you probably got, you gotta fire. hug this man. Save him. <laughs> Keep him he safe. Die. That's probably why Godzilla is standing in front of him so he can take a majority of the fire. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think that scene was Godzilla running around and grabbing him basically <laughs> to be like, okay, so we're going to do this. But see how Gigan and Megalon are just <laughs> laughing at them. <laughs> so they These get kind of surrounded. Wild. They get surrounded in a ring of fire in a f the two I most flammable suits. To a burning ring of fire. The Jaguar went down, 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 and Godzilla and these just flames got are getting higher. higher. Oh, no, same. Godzilla's getting higher, Thames. bro. All that burning <laughs> material. He's like, "Woo, I'm having a good time. 
Do you think that they just used an old suit and then like threw it in the fire, you know, like put a mannequin in it? No, that was definitely that suit, man. <laughs> and it just got caught on fire. They did not have a like even the budget to use the older suits, probably. <laughs> yeah, I was like, or like an action figure and then just kind of leaving it in the fire. And it was like, if it melts, it melts, whatever. So they're actually surrounded by fire right now. <laughs> That's no special effect. That's no CGI. Safety folks. first, kids. These guys are standing in a ring of fire and they're probably burning this fire inside a studio building. So all the smoke ventilation is staying inside. It's not like it's vented out. So next time you, you think to make fun of suit acting, people who do or think it's not really cool, think about the, the danger and the horrible hardships you have to go through to do a movie like this <laughs> and the budget and how much they were actually getting paid to do it just to please and put smiles and love and, sm and happiness into the hearts of kids like me growing up. I have why they to agree, it. but I guaranteed if these people came to you and were like, all right, Lucas, you're going to play Jet Jaguar and you'd be like, yep. <laughs> wouldn't even, you would you wouldn't even question that's true there i was a fire ring nothing you'd be like yup i would never play godzilla i think that's yep, mm -hmm. it's too much suit for me but i would in a heartbeat play jet jaguar because that's less I just, suit so i i would I get that. a thousand you wouldn't even question it you'd be like yeah am i doing like you know some back flips or something like are you gonna set me on fire like if someone ever asked me to play I've godzilla i my my question would be well isn't there someone more you know qualified to do that but if someone said hey lucas you want to play jet jaguar or ultraman i'd be like, yep <laughs> wouldn't even second guess it so i like how godzilla uses atomic breath a lot in this ending fight oh yeah we almost forgot about the cetopians here <laughs> they're just kind of in there now they're thrown in oh so now that it's gone through daytime pow. now it's becoming pow, morning pow. or nighttime sorry now it's coming daytime in the morning so this was all taking place at night. Could you imagine trying to sleep anywhere near this? <laughs> Yo, I'd be right up on that mountain with a video camera. Yeah, I know you would. And that's I'd how have we got my this movie. Jess Jaguar punch, punch, punch shirt on with like a Godzilla hat <laughs> and a big number one thumb hand thing. I'd be all up for that shit. Some nice short shorts with them nice hairy legs hanging yes. out. And then a togo over <laughs> top. Just a Toho. shout out to my man, Robert Dunham there. So at this point, Megalon's pretty much screwed. He's just dead. Like, he's gotten his ass beat. Or is he? No. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but then it falls back in and blows him up. <laughs> Good job, little buddy. Oh, here we go. The Geigen arm break. Ready? Ugh. <laughs> it would have been great if he ripped off the arm. I like how the suit actor's arm wasn't in the arm of it for like the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So even leading up to it, it was wobbly. And then he just whips Geigen up and Godzilla blasts him. And at this point, Geigen's like, okay, I'm dead. I got to get the hell out of here. So Geigen pussies off and runs away. And that's, and now they, they just, all do. Now all that's left is just a gang beat Megalon. So what's the best way? What are we going to do with this loser? He says, Godzilla's like, I know. Hey, I'm going to go over here. Yeah. Pick his ass up. I got this, bro. He gives him the peace sign. Here we go, Bye. ladies and gentlemen. The drop kick of the century. Defying gravity. Boom. <laughs> but not only does he do it once, for those who have, have only seen the meme, he does not just do it once. He does it twice. Round two. Thumbs up. Let's do this. Leroy. Jenkins. <laughs> Flashback. 
again. Oh my god. And he gets such joy out of it. I feel like Godzilla's having more fun than we are. And then they oh, just gang He's Megalon so here. into it right now. He's like, yeah. I know I'm the gonna time win. of his life. He's like, I'm probably never going to play Godzilla again, so I might as well make it worth my while. <laughs> God, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I totally understand why people think it's cheesy and lame. And I understand I have a bias opinion that's why growing it's up fun. With it as a child. But that's exactly it's a fun movie. And if you're in the Showa series for anything but fun, you're in the wrong place. If you want serious, gritty Godzilla movies, go watch the new legendary ones or watch the Heisei series. If you want quirky funniness, you watch the Showa and the Millennium series. Like I said it last film, I wasn't the biggest fan, right? Because you got to yeah. watch them and let me them grow on me. But honestly, I'm really enjoying the past few. Yeah. They're cheesy. I can appreciate it. Like they got some good fight scenes. I'm kind of over the story. So I'm not just focusing on that. Yeah. And the like story is day, non-existent in this movie. So like one really day I'd fun. like to go back and watch the ones that we already watched. Like the first few, like, you know, the first three or four. So I could be like, ah, and actually appreciate them. Yeah. Instead of being like, uh-huh. Well, luckily, you know, a guy with the entire collection. So <laughs> I know, I know. And that's where I'm like, I assume at some point after we're done this, maybe we'll wait a bit and we could always do a rewatch to be like, what are our newer opinions on the first few? Yeah. Just or on the ones we really opinions. like. The ones we held exactly. in high esteem that we want to go back and rewatch. Or we if we like want to have an, a new guest on someone, like maybe Sons of Godzilla, another yeah. friend, so we can all laugh at it and make fun of it together. I'd be down for Just that. saying. You know me. The only movies I'm not down to rewatch are All Monsters Attack and the second one. Those are really the two I don't really like to watch. I skip over them on my rewatches. I probably see none the least. Godzilla shakes his hand. Thank you, my friend. Good work today. We did it. <laughs> I like how he humanizes. But like Godzilla is not responding like he should. He's like, oh, what is this? OK, because he's obviously doesn't know what shaking hands means. So he just kind of yanks his hand away and goes back to Monster Island. Now kiss. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching the end of this film. This is one of the most incredible endings, not only for the theme song that plays, but for the lyrics. <laughs> so that's sung in Japanese, but if you have you get the English subtitles, they Bye. translate the lyrics and it's just whimsically great. Bye, Godzilla. Nap time. <laughs> Anyone who really knows me knows this song and knows how annoying it is because I play it all the time. I demand you tattoo it on your chest. It's already there. What do you mean? Damn right. I want a <laughs> jet Jaguar full tramp stamp. <laughs> I just want to be Jet Jaguar. I'm just going to go through, go under intensive surgery to just body mod myself to look just like him. Oh, God. You're going to do be like that one dude that went and got surgery to look like the, the guy from the skull captain guy. Oh yeah. Or like the orc one guy who did. The yeah, orcs. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. You too. You, I'm, I don't care. I'm just like, Oh, all right, folks, we're going to turn up the film a bit a for this money. ending. Cause this is the best song ever. Small PP. And now he shrinks down to small PP. He was big peen, but now he's small PP. All right, guys. So Jaguar <laughs> goes back to his companions here to protect them. But now, if you noticed, he's just a normal robot. He won't listen to them. So now that his job's done, he's gone back to his robot listening order device of self. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Almost like he knew his duty was done. So he's like, yep, it would be the right thing to do to go back to my creator's intentional purpose. Weird. Yeah, I think I would have preferred it if he still just like yep. stayed his own person. And who knows? Maybe he does, but he's still listening. 
So here we go. Ready for this song, ladies and gentlemen? So this song is done by Masato Shimon, and he's done uh, music for Common Rider, uh, which is like the Power Rangers S stuff. And he's done music for the new Ultra 7 stuff. And of course, he's done the Jet Jaguar theme song. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. But he could turn sentient again if another battle erupts. See, there you go, Josh. So, <laughs> And Jet Jaguar is in the new Godzilla Singular Point anime. It's his first time since this movie being in media. So I'm really excited to watch that. North American release, June 15th. All right, let's rock. Or June 25th, sorry. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he gets an exit theme song. <laughs> Je jaga, je jaga. <laughs> well done, jaga. <laughs> go, go, defend our peace. <laughs> Here comes the last part. Ready? Gojira and jaga, the punch, punch, punch. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is also a really big YouTube meme that's <laughs> gone around. I also like when they put the kid on his shoulders. He almost took off, like took his whole head off. Yeah. He grabbed on for dear life and you could see he's like, move your hand from my eye. What an ending. What a wholesome ending. This was a wild movie. That was definitely one of the best ones. Hands down. Thank you. You're like one of the only people to ever agree with me on that. No, I liked that one. That was thoroughly enjoyed. Like I liked that a lot. And I know a lot of weird parts. Me being giddy the whole time. And that's obviously entertaining, but. but it makes me happy and like that was a good one there was no love interest it was just all funny moments and i was like all right cool but not us making fun of it so that's a that's a good one Alrighty, folks so that is the end of godzilla versus megalon um we really hope you enjoyed <laughs> listening to us fangirl over this subpar Mostly movie Lucas. but it's a grand movie like i said if you have the nostalgic factor you just get into it man this is one hell of a film um peace and love to jet jaguar he's the man um <laughs> that's uh and just a little bit of a fun fact too that's the last time we get gigan um in the showa series we don't get gigan again until the millennium era um no however Gidora, no gigan the Bullshit. suit is used in zone fighter which we will be tackling as soon as i get my hands on my copy which should be coming in relatively soon i did order it um zone fighter is like the ultraman but toho version of ultraman so we'll probably watch ultraman then we'll tackle zone fighter but technically, Zone Fighter is continuity with the Showa series. Technically, Zone Fighter takes place between this movie and the next movie we're going to watch. But there's nothing we need to know to continue watching it. So we will be watching Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla and then finishing off with Terror of Mechagodzilla. And we will be finishing off the Showa series. Um, if you guys have any cool, fun facts about Zone Fighter, it's something I'm not fully educated in. Um, and I would love to have any cool, fun facts or any experiences you've had with the film series. Um, but... God damn, this movie was great. Oh, it's just perfect. <laughs> so after this, guys, we have two movies left and we've done the entire show a series. And if you've been on this podcast with us since the beginning, I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of our journey watching all these. Um, it's been such a blast, not only watching these along with one of my best friends, Josh, who's never seen them and Yay. watching his love come for the big G as well. But it's also cool to see all you guys who are enjoying the podcast and loving these movies just as much as we are. And it really means the world to us that you've stuck around till the end of the show, a series with us. Uh, that being said, um, there's a lot we're going to tackle before the Heisei series. We're going to tackle some old uh, kaiju movies from the Showa era in the 60s. So we don't 
mix up the special effects. Because if we start watching newer movies and then go back and watch the older ones, we might have less appreciation just from the, the, the you know, the jump in quality. So we will be tackling a couple films. Um, if you guys want to see any movies that we haven't mentioned, definitely hit us up at our Facebook, Twitter, uh, Killer Kaiju Podcast or at Killer Kaiju Cast. Or you can always just comment below if you're watching the YouTube video as well. Um, as well, we're going to continue on as you're watching our bonus series we have as well on horror films. We've been tackling the Friday the 13th series. So next week for that one as well, we'll be having Friday part three, which he gets the iconic mask for those who don't watch Friday. So that's a big one for us. So guys, thank you so much for being here. Josh, I'm sure is beyond stoked to watch that one (laughs) almost as much as I am. Um, And yeah, so we have two movies left. Can't wait to do them, guys. The next one's a big one. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. It's a banger as well. So it's a little hard to come down off this one, but the next one is great quality and we can't wait to have you along for that ride. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night and we'll see you next time. Bye.